Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu on Kaya FM 95.9. Right, in South Africa, the 1st of September is known as Spring Day, even though I was told today that officially spring happens on the 22nd of September. But for most of us, the 1st of September signals Spring Day. Um, so it also, you know, it's it's a change in season from winter to summer. Um, this time of year is known, um, you know, to people act um, on, uh, you know, they use it as a trigger for to tackle their annual spring cleaning ritual. They get rid of all the old or unused items, deep clean the house and do some general reorganizing. This year has proven to be anything but ordinary. For the year to date, South Africans have faced extremely difficult circumstances from both a financial as well as a health and emotional perspective. Now more than ever, it is time to dust off your financial plan and reassess if it requires some tidying up. My guest this evening is Gerald Wandiambira. He is um, the managing partner of Sugar Creek Wealth. Thank you very much for joining me this evening, Gerald. Good evening, Samita, and good evening to all the clients and listeners. Spring cleaning. I mean, is it? I mean, considering what we've been through this year, I mean, can is there still room to spring clean our finances as we head into um, the summer months? Look, um, so Mitch, I believe that um, it's important to have these annual rituals when you do look and take an objective view at your finances. Twenty twenty has been a year unlike any. I think all of us have had to spring clean our entire lives in one way or the other before today. But um, having a date every year when you sit down and look at your finances, it's really an annual review. Um, Just like in our homes, you carry a lot of um, stuff you don't need. You start hoarding, you've replaced certain items, you've still got the old item. You know, you need to do the same with your finances. And typically in your finances, there's things that you took out maybe when you're a much younger person, which now might not have as much significance in your life, or you really replace them with better products or solutions in the finances. Um, one of the things which most people um, overlook in their finances is charges and fees. So typically, if you're an upwardly mobile KFM listener, you probably have two or three bank accounts and you're very proud of these great achieving accounts of black cards or platinum or whatever they call it. But the challenge is you probably have no clue how much you're paying in fees. And, you know, this is a time when you can actually start quantifying how much are you spending on some of the of the services which you take for granted. And even when people do their budgets, I've never seen, I see very few people who put fees and charges in their budget. Yet these things are happening all the time. And hence, every month you're always short of money. You can't explain. It's usually mm-hmm. to those kinds of leakages. So spring day is a great opportunity for you to say, okay, take stock of my finances. Take a snapshot, where's my money going? What do I have? What do I need? And what do I no longer need? And it's okay, there's also things we need to start letting go in our finances regarding either our behavior or things we've done in our past. Just like in our personalities, we hang on to friends and relationships. Sometimes we do the same thing with our finances. Sometimes it's time to draw the line and cut cut ties and make a fresh spot. Just like you repaint a house or you Mm. buy new furniture, you sometimes need to cut loose some of those financial relationships which aren't adding value. I mean, if you've had 
um, an advisor or planner who's been helping you for the last 10, 15 years, but nothing has changed. You know, you haven't created wealth. Hey, maybe yeah. it's time you strengthen them as well. You know, I always feel, you know, after a few months, if there's a bit of clutter, you know, piling up, you know, mail and paperwork and newspapers, then it, it starts to frustrate me. So then I, you know, I start cleaning up and I do a, a good clean check out all the stuff that I don't need, what I haven't read, keep it aside, what I still need to read. But that cleaning up process is so therapeutic. And once it's done, I'm feeling so much easier. I'm feeling, um, you know, ready to go again. This is so important that you say, clean up, look through the bank statement, find out. Yesterday, I mean, it, you know, we had the we had a, web, a webinar and some guy was saying that, um, you know, keep buckets, have buckets in your, well, buckets, you know, in, in, in terms of your accounts, little savings accounts or accounts for different things, separate them, know exactly what you're doing with your savings. It is important to go through what you have and sort that out. Most definitely, Sumitra, it's important to know exactly what you have. But sometimes the whole process of spring cleaning your finances, you need someone's perspective. A lot of us think we're spring cleaning when we're just tidying. Mm-hmm. our finances so we're moving things around you know you've got the storeroom so you're putting things in boxes so they're out of sight um so it looks neater and you feel like it's a fresh start when you actually haven't you just buried the things out of sight often with your finances get someone with a totally different perspective you can say so Nita, why do you have this and half the time you find yourself in those situations where you actually can't explain you can't but you know you've had it forever you know, mm-hmm. so sometimes, especially when it comes to your, 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 your finances, I would always say get a third eye um, or uh, another set of, another pair of eyes to have a look at your situation um, objectively and independently. And don't go to the same person you go to every year because they're trying to, you know, um, respectfully keep their job. So you need to often have these checks and balances where you actually invite someone who's totally not even your financial planner or advisor just to see what advice you've been given so that you can explain and ask the questions, why are you doing the things you do? Um, mm. um, many of us are financial hoarders, you know, and how do you know you're a financial hoarder? Pull out that wallet. Pull out that <laughs> How many cards are in there? It doesn't mean you're successful and in life because you've got 42 cards in yeah. there. No, it means you're paying 42 different people for something which you might be able to pay two or three people to do. And, you know, um, having been a master of losing money doesn't make you a master of having it. <laughs> so yeah. this is that time. COVID-19 has really turned everyone's world upside down. We need to really start accounting for what we have and what we don't have. Also, what we're learning now is that cash is king because there's so much uncertainty going forward you know maybe it's time for you to get rid of some old things you don't need you know um things of value you know some people change cell phone contracts because of work or whatever every year and you find in their wardrobe they've got six ten cell phones sitting there um like a gallery of technology evolving you know some of those cell phones have value let them go, sell them to someone, give them to someone else. Um, but we need to, 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 to inculcate that idea that when you, things change. And part of the people not understanding change is because people don't set goals. If you set yourself a financial goal, when you reach that goal, you have to change because you reached the goal. 
The problem is most of us have no goal and by not having goals, we never change. So this is a, a, an imaginary goal every year. Let me look of how much I've made, how much I've lost, change. You know, long-term goals, medium-term goals. Do I need to adjust? Do I need to tweak anything? Relationships. Do I need to adjust? Do I need to tweak anything? Um, and it's, it's, it's so important to just make it a, a habit. It, it goes hand-in-hand hand with budgeting and just being in control of your finances. Someone who's financially astute is not someone who's a billionaire. It's just someone who can account for the little they have or the much they have. So we need to start being those people. You know, off the top of your hand, if I ask you, Samuta, how much did you pay last month in bank charges? I don't know. So... You know, it's, 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 it's scary, but that's how we live day to day. Although you know how much you paid in rent or your mortgage mm-hmm. or your children's school mm-hmm. fees, those numbers are set in your head. But the leakages are the ones which are actually hurting you the most. It's so true. I mean, you don't need to have a lot of money, but if you understand what's happening with your finances, you know what's your bank charges. It's that feeling that, you know, I'm okay. I know exactly what's going on. Um, you know, it's it's important to have that um, because that's so true. If you ask your average person, you know, um, how much are your bank charges every month, they can't actually answer you. And yes, and remember, this is a relationship we have for your entire life. So if you thought you'd be 500, 600 rand bank charges, you know, multiply it by every month of your life and realize how much you gave for the privilege or not privilege of something you don't need. And am I saying abandon your banks? No, I'm just saying be in control of, of who you're paying and what you're paying them for. Same thing with insurance policies, that financial planning professional you're working with. How much of your investment are they earning? Because they're actually eating and getting paid out of your work. Mm. So are they worth it? Is the relationship of value? You know, for me to say a financial planning relationship has value, I have to say, okay, I started with this guy five years ago. My life has moved on. I've increased wealth. Definitely, I love this guy. A relationship, check. I'll keep paying him. However, if your life has been at a standstill of gone backwards, but still this person claims to be advising you, what is he doing or she doing? So we need to take that into account um, in, in our financial spring cleaning. And if our financial spring cleaning, your friends, you know, you know, look at your five closest friends. Are you all net, net worth getting wealthier or getting poorer? You know, it's also, you know, tightly related to you because if you are in a toxic friendships or relationships which are making you poorer, you know, you need to clean break. You need a clean break. Unfortunately, it's not comfortable discussion, but I would say, you know what, if, if, if a relationship is not adding value, it's stressful, mm. it's costing you money, let it go. Family is even in the same boat. And yes, family is harder to cut ties with, but you can distance yourself, you know. You need to realize that with COVID-19, um, a lot of people are becoming a lot more selfish with their finances. Mm-hmm. And even at a time like this, when you're sprinkling your finances, more and more people are thinking, should I move to another country and territory? The global village is now wide open. You saw how corona could visit us uninvited. Yeah. People are even thinking of moving countries. These are the kinds of decisions you make at times like this. But if you don't have that day in the year when you actually say, let me take stock while I'm doing my personal spring clean. You just carry on. And before you know it, we're talking 15 years from now. And you, you thought about it a few years ago, but you never did it. When we look at, you know, all these 
you know, payments that we make, maybe on store cards or um, even insurances, bank charges. I always find that monthly um, versus yearly is very important because if you look, say your bank charges is 200 rand a month, just hypothetically. Um, but if you calculate that um, times 10, times 12 for the year mm. and you get that figure, then it makes more sense to you. And then you also understand this is what I'm outlaying on a yearly basis. That figure is so much bigger. Maybe I need to relook at this. Maybe I need to reassess what I'm doing. Maybe I need to look for cheaper bank charges. Um, yes. I always find, uh, you know, doing the yearly calculation always puts it in perspective for me. I think it's important to do it that way because even interest charges, sometimes they'll tell you 3% interest in a month. Ah, 3%, what's that? Yeah. 3 times 12 is 36% per year. That's proper money, you know? So, mm. We need to really start understanding um, numbers and the fact that numbers don't lie. So, and you're not gifted, if you're not gifted in that sense, bring in someone to help you to do your financial spring clean. The main goal every year should be I have not lost value. So, mm. either I've stayed the same or I've moved forward. But what you don't want when you do your financial spring clean is to realize I have significantly lost wealth or I've gone poorer and then obviously it's time for you to make some of those changes um, but it's important you know I also like the idea of having buckets and different goals but be careful don't have too many because yeah. that's another reason why people fail because you you simply you know have too many things to aim for I like it to keep it simple keep it basic a few goals attain them move on to the next don't try and solve all your life's problems for the last 35 years mm. in one year. Um, take bite-sized um, decisions which allow you to generally take back control of your finances and actually take back control of your well-being, you know. And, you know, there are those people you see where they seem to have it together financially and they don't. Mm. It's a struggle every month, but because they take the time to fight with themselves and make hard decisions, ultimately, yes, they go on holiday every year. Yes, um, they don't seem to lack. But trust me, there's a lot of effort and a lot of commitment behind their decisions. I think it's also important to find what works for you. I mean, there's so many different uh, products on the market. Figure out what works for you. So if you don't want to have too many different savings accounts, have one. Or if you want to go into a stock fell, whatever it is, as long as you are saving, as long as you are cleaning up your finances and you understanding what you're doing. My guest this evening is Gerald Wondiambira. He's a certified financial planner. He's also the managing partner of Sugar Creek Wealth. Afropolitans, please call in if you have any questions for him. We're talking about cleaning your finances. The number is 086-00-00959. Gerald, I want to go back to financial hoarding when you were talking about that. You know, we have too many things. We have too many cards in our wallet. What about for those that actually save and are not doing anything with that money? Right now, interest rates are really low. Saving is good, but we need to watch the interest rate that we're getting on that saving. Um, letting it sit there is not really advisable, right? Is that also financial hoarding? 
I don't necessarily think it's hoarding, but I think it's having a plan is more important because, you know, your emergency fund, you don't care about the interest rate because it needs to be at hand um, and used easily. But yes, if it's long-term investment, definitely you don't want to be playing around with the current interest rate. It's important for me to realize when you say spring cleaning, I ask you the question, what is clean? Mm-hmm. Because my definition of clean and yours could be very different. And how it's defined is because of where I come from. If I come from a place which was very dirty, you know, mm-hmm. if I take off one layer of dust, it's clean for me. You might have grown up in a sterile financial environment where you are an absolute OCD person. You want super clean. That is why I work with a psychological counselor to first find out before you make any financial decision um, in my council, find out what is clean to you. Why are you the way you are? And yeah. sometimes that is why more and more financial planning professionals are working with psychologists because mm. you can't set a goal if you don't have perspective of yourself. I think that's so you true know? because, I mean, you know, for me, it would mean reorganizing. And, and you know, for, for, for Mr. X next door, it could be just cleaning, you know, sweeping out the rubbish in mm. the bank account. Exactly. Just like you can say, Gerald, how dare you call me a hoarder? Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. like keeping my parents' cell phones because I had a year when I lost a cell phone and I used my old one. And there's a reason why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. So it's important that we understand the reasons behind your financial thinking. Um, and where necessary, sometimes you find that you are not making decisions, eh? It's the world making them for you. Or it's your friends, you know, because the girls have all got new cars. Hey, let me go to the dealership and join the girls. You know, you've seen these young young gentlemen who drive um, the same car in gangs and they go to parties, etc. every year. But it's a very scary scenario when I see 10 guys driving the same car, trying to be the same and dress the same and look the same. It's, 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 it's a true reflection of what we often do because we're in that workplace where in the car park, everyone's car can be seen and, you know, you, it's hard for you to stand out. But one of the most important things about your financial decisions is understand that you're an individual and start making individual decisions that are best for you and aiming towards your ultimate um, preferred outcomes as opposed to trying to please the world. Because when we try to please the world, ultimately we end up losing ourselves. That's it. I mean, you know, keeping up with the Joneses just does not work. You need to sit down and understand. It's also, you know, when we may, when we, uh, making investments as well. Um, it's about really understanding your risk profile, understanding who you are, mm. what you can manage and what mm. you can't. Some people just can't bear to see their money on the market because it's it's a time game. You have to be, have patience. Mm. You know, what goes up must come down. So, you know, it, you've, you've got to have that, you know, that strength in watching it crash um, and you might be losing some of that, but it will recover in time. Some people just can't do it. Well, that's that's true. And I think, you know, all these are some of the things which come into play. I mean, um, one of the things I was reading an article just the other day about private schools closing down and a lot of people now sticking to homeschooling and and making those decisions. You know, it's it's change is good sometimes, but as long as it has a, a sound found basis to the decisions you have made. A lot of people are downgrading to their lifestyles. And I think, you know, 
do not be afraid to make a decision that's best for you. As you said, Sumitra, that, you know, don't keep up with the Joneses or the Kunenes. Just do what's best for you, for your family, and where possible, if you are married, for your marriage as well. Because, you know, sometimes it means letting go of finances um, to, to your better half and to the person who might be better at doing that in your relationship. There is no shame in, 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 in being a good team and, and achieving success as opposed to you being power hungry to make decisions because maybe you think you're the CA or the CFP mm. in your relationship. No, actually, sometimes you need somebody who's completely opposite to make sound financial decisions because money is not about understanding um, the, the actual technicalities. It's really about understanding that when you set a goal, when you sow a seed, when you put in something, it has to vest out. When it vests out, it returns to you. When it returns to you, you put it in again, it vests out, it returns to you. Just that one cycle of investment, many people have never experienced it in their lives. They've been working 15 years, but if you ask them, tell me one investment you've made, which has matured and came mm-hmm. back as a return, they'll tell you that they're still waiting. Well, we're going to have to leave it there, unfortunately, but always so good to talk to you, Gerald. Uh, thanks so much for your time this evening. That was Gerald Wandiambira. He's a certified financial planner, also the managing partner of Sugar Creek Wealth. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. Kaya FM, home of the Afropolitan. Rewinding, Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.